disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 128 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. It just feels weird even saying that. 128. Okay, when you're when you're describing things that you've done throughout your life, uh, is there anything you've done 128 times? You know, besides like eating and sleeping and that kind of regular shit. You know, going to work, but like just something like significant in your life and hopefully the lives of other people. But it's also sort of for fun. <laughs> I mean, that you did completely alone. Uh, yeah, welcome to Rock the Dragon Podcast. That's what I've been doing. Uh, yeah, guys. So we have about three episodes left remaining of the podcast, as well as. Uh, of course, three episodes left remaining of Dragon Ball Super. And things are getting really interesting. Things are getting really tense. Um, definitely excited to see how all this plays out. I want to remind you guys, I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. I know the podcast is coming to an end, but you can still like that page because, well, it'll still be there. It'll still be active. I'll still share Dragon Ball related things as I discover them. You guys can still send me messages and share things with me. I'll still talk to you. Uh, any new projects that I may get involved in, that'll be the easiest and best way to keep up with it, whether it be something Dragon Ball related or not. And of course, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast. You can sign up over there, get a bunch of bonus exclusive content exclusively for Patreon. Uh, things have slowed down a lot on that Patreon. So we're going to go ahead and just kind of give it another month or so. And I'm going to reassess. I'm going to have to decide whether or not I want to continue the Patreon because it's just right now. It's just honestly, it's just not enough. <laughs> it's just not enough traction there there's just not enough and uh you know it's not exactly easy putting out new content every month so it's got to it's got to be worth it guys so if you're on the fence patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast go ahead and sign up i'll reassess in about a month and if there's been some growth i'll i'll, I'll see if, I, if it makes sense to keep going if not then we'll just go ahead and close that out too and we'll just we'll just we'll just close it all out all right. So uh, with that being said, I know I'm coming a little bit faster than normal with the current this this episode of the podcast. Well, I just happen to have an opportunity to record where, you know, it's completely quiet and uh, I'm about to have a very busy week up ahead. So I figured I'd just jump on it now. I'm sorry if you guys want to send in an email regarding this episode, but um, sometimes, you know, I just got to jump on this podcast whenever I have time to do it. So uh yeah, so and for those of you that are usually looking forward to listening to the podcast on Monday mornings, you'll have it now to listen to. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while since the podcast has been ready to roll on a Monday morning. Uh, but yeah, here we go. But we're closing this thing out. We're getting closer and closer to the end. Uh, I don't have any emails for this episode, but um, for future references, you want to send me an email for our email segment called What Are You Saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll just go ahead and get the last few in, in these last few episodes and then we'll shut it on down and we'll say sayonara until next time, but we're not quite there yet. Okay. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Uh, we still have a good bit of dragon ball to talk within the next few episodes and, uh, and maybe beyond depending, uh, the best way to keep up with it though. Once again, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. That being said, we're just going to go ahead and jump into the episode talk. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast 
Episode 128 is going to cover episode 128 of Dragon Ball Super, titled, To the Noble Proud End, Vegeta Falls. Now, <laughs> oh man, you guys have been listening to me long enough to know that, you know, these these titles are just uh, so spoilerific, but the, the what I found to be very funny about this specific situation in this title is that if you listen to the narrator when he's doing the recap of the previous episode he says uh something like and then vegeta decides to take on jiren and something something right now and then he re- and then he reads the title and it's like he decides to take on jiren and he gets beaten that's basically you basically told us exactly what happens in the span of five seconds because of the title of this episode okay <laughs> How are you going to get me all pumped up and excited about an episode and then be like, oh, no, nah, but but Vegeta's going to lose, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway, so we know Vegeta's going to get knocked out or killed or something in this episode just based on that title. But the question will be, how will we make it to that point? What will happen to lead up to that, etc.? We know it's going to be a very noble, proud end for him because that's what the title tells us. So the episode uh, starts off with Goku kind of laid out on the ground. It's always interesting when you see these guys and they're just on the ground and they can't, they can't even get up. (laughs) Like, you know, they're hurt because these it takes a lot for these guys to get beat down that much to where they can't even stand up. So, you know, they've been taking a good whooping here from Jiren. Meanwhile, Vegeta's standing there squaring off, uh, Jiren says your android teammate sacrificed himself for you so you can keep fighting. Uh, Vegeta's just completely out of it. We do get a, a little shot of the, the of Jiren's back. He has that hole ripped in his suit. So I guess they were just trying to remind us, hey, you know, this guy's not invincible. Okay, he can be beaten. It's just a matter of time of trying to figure out exactly how it's going to go down. Vegeta t- tries to power up <laughs> and who <laughs> does nothing. He raises a few little pebbles off the ground. He can't even go to Super Saiyan level one at this point, but this is Vegeta. He's not going to (laughs) stop. He's not going to stop. So he rushes in towards Jiren, starts throwing out these weak ass punches and even Krillin's like Vegeta's punches aren't really holding any power at this point, but it's not stopping Vegeta at this point. It's just, you know, Jiren's just kind of, you know, tolerating this when he doesn't have to. He uppercuts Vegeta in the chin, which is a, I don't know, even the way they animated that was a little bit weird. It almost looked like Jiren pulled his punches on that, which, of course, Jiren's still pulling his punches here, which doesn't really make any sense because, you know, at this point, there's like three minutes left in this tournament, right? You would think that he would just just knock Vegeta and Goku out of the ring and be done with it, right? Of course, Frieza is still there, though, which is something that everybody, I think, in this episode forgot. <laughs> okay. Because I think I think and I think it's on purpose. I think they want you to forget that Frieza's still there. Frieza got knocked out, but he's still in the ring. But everybody in this episode is commenting as if if Goku and Vegeta get knocked out, that's it. Because they're probably assuming, well, Frieza's knocked out. What's he going to do? Right. But the element of surprise is something that we have learned already that is effective against Jiren. Okay, we learned that with the little technique that that Android 17 did against him so you still have a person over there who is out of commission can wake up at any moment and try something if he's smart about it and doesn't wake up in a rage 
like he did last time. But we'll see what happens. Basically, Vegeta's getting beaten down here, okay? And he's having one of these moments where he starts to think about his pride. He's not talking about it, though, right? He's not he's not blurting out all this stuff about pride. It's happening internally. We're seeing flashbacks of him um, <clears throat> making his promise to Kaba about bringing back his uh, his planet and visiting the planet Sadala. And, uh, you know, it's kind of fueling him in this moment. He also has a couple of flashbacks with his wife and his kids, which are all with him. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about Vegeta. <clears throat> we know that Vegeta is a hard ass, okay? And he's stubborn as hell. And he's very, you know, he doesn't like to show any sort of emotion other than anger, basically. Uh... But I, the problem with that is that it makes it hard to see why someone would love this guy, right? Because if you see all these flashbacks and it's just him not giving a shit about his family and, and ignoring them and just being angry the whole time, it's, you start to ask yourself, who wants to marry somebody like that? So I, I think the only one thing I kind of hoped for in Super, and I think they've kind of toyed around with this a little bit, is showing a little bit more of Vegeta and how he could potentially be a good person to be around sometimes, right? They, I, I feel like they've just kind of been doing a bad job at that. I mean, it still has to be somewhat believable that Bulma would love this dude and that Trunks would, would love this dude and I don't know. So they, I, I don't think they've done the best job at kind of showing that. Don't get me wrong. I don't need it to turn into a damn soap opera starring Vegeta, okay? But there needs to be those little lovable moments, something in there to sort of make us feel like there's some weight behind these flashbacks. Otherwise, why are we seeing them? Because these are his flashbacks and all he's doing the whole time is looking off into the distance, ignoring everybody. So how meaningful could that possibly be to him in this moment if he didn't care when it happened? Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. OK, I'm probably analyzing this on a much deeper level than I should be, but hell you know we got three episodes left of the podcast right anyway <laughs> or is it four episodes wait three it's four if you count this one yeah okay anyway so yeah we we see the moment where he held bulla for the first time and i guess that's supposed to be an example of something but even then he turns his nose up but then he looks down at her and but you know he doesn't smile or anything so it's just kind of I feel like the, those flashbacks don't mean as much here as they would have had he flashed Bulla a smile or something, right? Anyway, so he's out, but he gets up. He gets up, he's struggling. Uh, you know, Jaren's just kind of standing there. He says, I swear on the pride of my race, the seventh will win, which shocks Beerus. And Beerus is like, oh, how did he manage to withstand all that? You know, just... This is Vegeta, man. He doesn't he doesn't know when to stay down. And sometimes that's a good thing. But usually for him, it's bad. OK, <laughs> it's ended pretty badly for him in the past. But um, we'll see, you know, it'll kind of work out here. But he he rushes toward Jaren, starts throwing. He threw he throws a punch. Of course, you know, Jaren just counters and knocks him on his ass. I wonder how many times someone screamed out Vegeta during this episode, right? I'm just like, please just answer them so they can stop screaming your name. He gets up. He has a swollen eye. When's the last time we saw something like that in Dragon Ball Super, <laughs> right? They've been very shy about 
showing the damage to these characters in Dragon Ball Super. Meanwhile, in Dragon Ball Z, we have blood, cuts, bruises, uh, all kinds of shit. Um, so it's almost kind of weird to see that he has a swollen eye here, but I'm glad that they did it, right? I'm glad they did it. And then we just get what feels like an eternity of Vegeta just getting pummeled. And we could hear his voice inside of his head saying, it feels like my body's being smashed apart. It feels like I'm being hit by freight trains. It's like, ooh, man, could you imagine that? But these saints have taken a lot of punishment. Jiren says you have zero chance of winning. Vegeta says, even if I'm not the one who does it, even if I'm not the one who delivers the final blow, as long as the universe wins, it's fine by him. So when he says that, it almost kind of justifies what he does later a little bit better, because at this point he's accepting, hey, you know, we just we have to take Jiren down. It doesn't have to be me, but I'm going to at least buy Kakarot some time for now. Um, doesn't take very long. Jiren gets gets um, Vegeta with a good punch, sends him flying almost out the ring, but he's just barely hanging on by his boot to one of these sort of floating rocks uh <laughs> i don't know if if the, if the ring if these pieces of the ring float then it, it almost kind of seems like it, it defeats the purpose right like I, whatever i'm not <laughs> whatever okay uh but yeah so every, like they're wondering okay are you gonna grand minister what's up you're gonna count vegeta out he's out of the ring of course he's still touching the ring though that's nothing new about that they've gotten very specific in particular about that in dragon ball z i mean i remember <laughs> during the other world tournament uh goku and Pycon were eliminated because they both touched the roof of the stadium which was also considered the floor because they said oh if the roof is the floor and the floor is the roof like i remember that being a thing so <laughs> and just li even little pieces of it even during the cell games i think it was just like even if you're just connected to any little piece of the ring um you're still you're not eliminated so he's still technically in he's just hanging on this gives him another opportunity to have another sort of flashback with Boma's kind of telling him to get up you know get up you lazy bum etc uh and he says something here that makes him a little bit redeemable right he says, why do you always have to wake me up early? Now, that's the that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You can you can you can have Vegeta ha show some character and like personality and show that he kind of has a heart in some ways without him being like, you know, Gohan, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, that line right there was like, why do you always have to wake me up so early? It's like that's that means something right like like that's probably the closest thing you get as a compliment from Vegeta, but I think it was effective in that moment. So he gets back up again. And um, yeah, he's standing there. Jiren says, your battle is already over saying, you know it's futile and yet something pushes you to keep going, okay? Namely, these flashbacks that we're seeing. He's thinking about his family. He's thinking about his promise to Kaba. Um, you know, it's not a much. It's not as much about saying pride here, I think, as it normally would be. This is this is going more toward these are the things that mean something to me. I mean, obviously they fall under pride because if he didn't have the pride, he would he would just give up. He right, he wouldn't hold true to these promises that he made. 
So he's taking a beating and he gets he has another flashback of Bowman when she was telling him bye when they were leaving for the tournament. Uh, it's keeping him going. It's keeping him moving. He charges up a final flash. <sighs> Who knows where he got the strength for that at this point. But he's standing there and obviously the smoke clears and Jiren is still standing there. Right? I don't think anybody's surprised at this point. You guys have hit Jiren with full blast final flashes and Kamehameha's when you were at your <laughs> Super Saiyan Blue evolved modes and it did nothing. So it's not going to do anything here. Okay? Jiren says it's over. Alright? He gives Vegeta one hell of a punch, sends him flying. And when the color, when they take the color out of this shot and the saturation out, we know that's it, right? He's kind of having an internal struggle here. He's saying, Boma, Kaba, I'm sorry. I won't be able to maintain my promise. It's up to you, Kakarot. He generates his little ball of energy that shoots up toward the ring. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And it hits Goku. And man, it just supercharges him. Right. Because sometimes I think we forget that these characters, they can just give their energy to each other. Right. Which kind of makes you wonder why they don't do more of that, <laughs> you know, but they kind of I don't know. They do a really good job of, of in a tournament of power. It would have made zero sense for them to do that because it's a numbers game as well as a game of strength. The more fighters you have, the better chance you have of winning when the clock runs out. So if everybody gives their energy up to one person and then they get knocked out of the ring, then it doesn't really do anything, does it? But in this moment where it's sort of a last result resort, where Goku is pretty much the soul standing person here, uh, it's it's worth it. So then he says, Vegeta, I'm not going to put this to waste. Powers up the Super Saiyan Blue. Here we go. Meanwhile, we do get confirmation here from Grand Minister that contestant Vegeta of the seventh has been eliminated. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I would have predicted that things would have gone down like this. I mean, I I think it was pretty obvious from the start of this that it was going to come down to Goku and Jiren. Right. Because that's just they foreshadow that. Plus, we know Goku has to be the person to fight everybody at the end. Right. But I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out because Frieza's still in the ring. And I'm not entirely convinced Android 17 is gone. You know, it's just there's just something about that that's a little weird to me. I, I don't I don't know. I don't <laughs> I really don't know. I, I, I'll talk about it uh, more a little bit later. So Vegeta's on the sideline and uh, they quickly give him a sensu bean because he has got to be completely busted up at this point. Sensu Bean gets him back up and ready to roll. Uh, chilling over in the bleachers and all he has to say is, <laughs> because what else would he say, right? What else would he say? Uh, Beerus gives him some props though, says, well done. Uh, we says, I'm glad you made it out in one piece. <laughs> but anyway, so now we've got Super Saiyan Blue back with Goku. Not Kaoken. He may not be strong enough to get back to that level. But we do have Super Saiyan Blue squared off against Jiren at this point. Jiren says, so he entrusted his energy to you. More foolishness dressed as Valor. Ooh, good writing there. Trust provides nothing but a path to the grave. Okay, and this is now that we know a little bit about Jiren's backstory. When he says this kind of stuff, it makes more sense, right? 
we're starting to see that he thinks that power is kind of the end all be all to everything and emotion is weakness and all this kind of stuff and that's not the most original idea we've heard that before even in the dragon ball world but at least we know a little bit about him so goku rushes in uh they go at it for a little bit but it doesn't take long for jiren to get the drop on goku knocks him into a mountain and then he's back to base goku mode so <laughs> that little bit of power that he got from vegeta wasn't enough to really sustain that super saiyan blue even though it's probably it seems to be enough to at least keep him on his feet krillin says don't lose hope we gotta believe that goku can do this uh he's barely standing at this point manages to <clears throat> launch a blast uh but <laughs> I'm going to kind of speed through some of this because the next few minutes is pretty much Jiren beating the shit out of Goku. I mean, we get it almost gets a little bit annoying to listen to after a while because it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, just, he's just getting beaten. <laughs> he's just getting beat. Uh, who was that? Wait a minute. Who was the. Wait, what am I missing here? Who was the fox looking destroyer guy? Wait a second. Let me rewind that. Who was the... Wait a second. They just showed a bunch of characters that we have... Oh! Oh! The other universes are still there. Right? Not... So... Okay. I think I completely... And, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I completely forgot. Because they don't... They haven't been showing them at all. Um, the other universes, the ones that didn't have to compete, are still there watching this. Is that right? Because they... There's like the... We just... I just saw a destroyer guy who was a fox. Okay, and we're seeing like another destroyer guy who's like a weird uh, monster looking thing with hair with, <laughs> with hair for a face and some eyeballs. And I'm like, where the hell do they come from? Okay, it's easy to forget here that okay, apparently the other universes are still because remember only only some of the universes had to compete, right? Not all 12. It was only the lower ranked universes that were competing, but all of the universes were invited to the tournament. So we're still getting commentary occasionally from some of the other uh, Supreme Kai's and Destroy Gods. But <laughs> it's just, I feel like it's so easy to forget that because they haven't really been showing any of those people, right? Unless I've just been overlooking it this whole time. Oh man, okay. Anyway, back to Goku getting whooped because that's pretty much what's happening here for the next few minutes. But he's getting, it's not all for nothing. He's getting whooped closer and closer to the edge of the ring all right so we're thinking oh man he's barely hanging on here he's getting fa uh, hazy he's kind of phasing in and out he's about to fall over um jiren basically gives him one really good punch to the face knocks him back to the very edge of this floating rock very edge. Everyone is looking and watching and saying, oh, Tien says if he takes one more hit, he's finished. Supreme Kai says it's hopeless. We lost. And Jiren says his tagline, basically, which is it's over. Charges up a big fiery punch. And right when it's about to hit Goku in the face. We get to see everyone's reactions on the sidelines and these still shots. Vegeta screams Kakarot and boy we get a close up of Goku's eyes and we see that hair moving and we know when that hair starts to move like that something's about to happen baby <laughs> and he just starts to have this flashback of Master Roshi and Tien well sorry they're not flashbacks it's everyone who's watching basically 
Um, well, it's kind of like, sort of like flashbacks, but he's basically just saying, you know, everybody's just kind of counting on him now, even Frieza, right, in this moment. And then we see the moment where Vegeta sends the energy. And I think we've seen this enough times now to have a good idea about what's about to happen. That background goes black. He moves so quickly out of the way of that punch, turns around, that hair is starting to float a little bit, starts to glow, those eyes open. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the beautiful transition, transformation to Ultra Instinct Goku. And uh, yeah, he moves, he dodges super quickly, and he gets Jiren with a gut punch, which is easily the best hit anyone has landed on him <laughs> the entire tournament, where because it actually hurt him. You could see the pain in his face. He actually grabbed his stomach. Ooh, man. And then we get a slow pan up to reveal Ultra Instinct Goku. He's back. We knew it was a matter of time. But they've kind of successfully gone long enough without mentioning it. Just long enough for us to kind of forget about it. But I knew it was coming back. <laughs> oh, man. And then he powers up and that aura comes on. And I got to say, you know, I wonder if it was Akira Toriyama specifically who designed Ultra Instinct Goku. Or if it was one of his, you know, other artists or whatever. But, man, I just love the design of that character. He just looks so freaking badass. Like everything about it, it just looks great. <laughs> and so we get some commentary from the sidelines. Of course, everybody's saying that, oh, he looks just the way he looked before. Uh-oh, and he's like, oh, I didn't think he could achieve this again. And even the other Supreme Kai and <laughs> Destroyer God is like, wait a minute. How many times is Goku going to shatter his own limits in one fight? I mean, if you, if you think about the fact that this entire tournament has only been about 20 minutes, that is pretty ridiculous, though, right? <laughs> that he would do this much in such a short amount of time but hey he's goku and that's why he's special right um yeah even the grand zenos are cheering him on and, and yeah autonomous ultra instinct is what they call it in the english dub but you know i hear that people who watch the sub not very fond of that <laughs> i don't blame you i'm thinking why do we need to hear the autonomous part like what is that uh, of course, we know that Ultra Instinct is basically a technique now to where his body can move independently of his mind. He doesn't even have to think about it. It will just dodge automatically, right? So the strength and the focus that he would use to consciously make his body move, he doesn't have to do anymore. So he can free up that space and focus it on something else like managing his key or something like that. And that's why you get such a incredible uh, transformation here. Okay. So the narrator kicks in and the episode pretty much wraps up there. We get Ultra Instinct Goku just kind of standing there, powering up again with Jiren standing there. And oh, man, it's about to get crazy. It is about to get crazy. We have about three episodes left of uh, Dragon Ball Super and uh, two minutes left of uh, the tournament. So what does that mean? Well, maybe episode 131, everyone will be going back to Earth and maybe they'll just kind of be saying, you know, that, you know, <laughs> when these big arcs end, there's usually an episode that just kind of goes back. Everybody kind of had that. Maybe there'll be a party and everybody will celebrate or something like that. Or, they, or maybe they'll go all the way into the end of episode 131 with this fight against Jaren. Who knows? But, you know, once again, the episode is, is, is very much trying to make us forget that Frieza's still in there. 
And I also don't feel like Android 17 is completely done. There's just something about that that doesn't feel right. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. I mean, he they they say he killed himself, but no one, you know, shouldn't that be like parts of him scattered around or something? I mean, I guess if he obliterated himself, that'd be something different. But I don't. I, it, it'd be very interesting to see how it turns out, right? He could still be alive and be hiding somewhere or something because it's, it's the thing. The thing that bothers me about it is that you can't sense the androids energy anyway. Right. So who's to say he's actually dead? Maybe he's just like damaged and he went underground or he's hiding behind a rock and he's just waiting till the tournament is over. And, you know, and then they'll have one person left or well, they'll have two people left. If Frieza gets knocked out or something. I don't know. I'm just going to weird speculative tangent now anyway what'd you think about that guys what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com uh this is a very short episode once again i kind of had to get in here and do it while i had an opportunity to and since i didn't really have any emails or anything else to talk about any news we're going to go ahead and sign out right at about 30 minutes guys so um once again facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast the content for patreon for september is still coming it's coming later than it came the other months but don't worry and if by some chance it didn't come you i would refund you guys your money i hope you know that okay but (laughs) uh it's coming okay and then we're going to take it from there and we're going to see you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it for the rest of super and then we'll reevaluate and see if it makes sense for me to keep that going Right now, I need more patrons. I've only, I've only got six patrons. Uh, <clears throat> I think I may have seven, but I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to tell exactly, but I need more than that. You know, if I can somehow double that within the next month, maybe I'll keep it around. But if you know, it's, it's hard to find time to make content for six people. <laughs> it just is. You know, I appreciate you six people. I do a hundred thousand percent. And this, you know, and and I hope you guys have been enjoying it. But it just takes too much time and effort to, to work on that stuff. And I got to I got to find time and I'm doing a million different things. So we're just going to reevaluate and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll see if it's if it makes sense for me to continue doing that or not. But for now, uh, keep your eye on the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Okay, guys. OK, with that being said, I'm going to sign off. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you guys next time. Keep on rocking the dragon.